0: You are listening to the Echo Church podcast and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Welcome Echo Church. I want to introduce you to one of my friends. I've known him for years. He is a counseling pastor in Austin, Minnesota, the booming metropolitan area (laughs) um, that is known as the Spam City. Spamtown, USA. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I I thought we would take just a few moments, Todd, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. and just kind of talk about mental health. Absolutely. Uh, Talk about maybe our current state of existence in the midst of, I don't know where you think we are, if it's... We're definitely not pre-COVID, Right. I don't think we're quite post now, quite yet. Not yet, but in the middle of a changing world, right. how are you seeing people mm-hmm. navigate through this crisis, which obviously has a global pandemic, but, but I think there's a bigger underlying current of mm-hmm. the well-being of humanity, and I think you yeah. get to see that firsthand mm-hmm. being a counselor. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit more about maybe some of the observations that you've made in the last few months? Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, something about my ministry that's so unique that really is just, of course, God's ministry is that, you know, we all are hurting people, mm-hmm. you know, and we all need, you know, the Lord in our life. And, and right now is a, an unprecedented time of challenge mm-hmm. where we're reminded every day in multiple ways that we're not in control, that things are uncertain, and that we sometimes just have no idea what to do. And that can lead to a lot of struggle. You know, it can lead to a lot of just, day in, day out, I don't know what to do with myself, my family, my life, you know? And so those uncertainties can be really unsettling for a person who is having a hard time in their faith. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of folks that that come to me looking for, you know, Todd, how, how do I work through this or that? You know, a lot of times, you know, we'll start with, well, how are things going in your faith life? You know, how is your connection with the Lord going? Because right now, as we all know, is that it doesn't take much. I mean, whether it's looking on social media or just Mm -hmm. talking to a family member, you know, to find a lot of negative reinforcement for the struggles that are out there, and understandably so. And so a lot of times we have to try to figure out, okay, in the midst of all the things that are beyond our control, what do we know for certain? Where is our foundation at? And that brings us back into that faith component that is, of course, such a core element of mental health. I think you're really good at asking questions. So when you're sitting down with
0: someone in a counseling session, and you ask them, how are you doing spiritually? I mean, what are you hearing? I mean, I don't think you can just throw them in one big bucket. For sure. But are you hearing something more than, than others?
1: Yeah. Over the last few months, especially since COVID really came into the limelight, you know, a lot of people who have come, come to my office in Austin, and even in other churches that I've been able to do some counseling with as well, have just really felt, you know, A huge increase in how distant they feel God is from them. Mm. You know, they, they look out into the world and the world is a very scary place in a lot of, in a lot of ways and, you know, at a lot of times. But now with all the extra uncertainty that's out there, a lot of people, you know, look at what's going on and they just wonder, where is God? They, they don't know where God's hand is at work and they want to so desperately. But there are so many questions, so many concerns, you know, and that leads to, again, lots of anxiety, lots of depression, lots of questioning, which, you know, is not bad, but can lead us down very difficult paths away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people will come into my office and just be like, yeah, I just don't know where God is. I, I don't know where the Lord is in my life. I don't know what to do with this, that, or the other thing. And and so a lot of times we have to kind of just slow it down and go back to the basics, go back to the work, go back to, mm-hmm. you know, some of the very specific things that God promises each and every one of us. And that reminds us to breathe, mm-hmm. reminds us to focus on what we know, you know, to focus on what we can control and then to look at how can we give God the rest. That's a phrase that I use a lot with people in counseling is do your best. And give God the best. Mm. Just to encourage people to consider the fact that we do have a great deal of control over some things in our life, which doesn't always feel that way, and that there are a lot of things that we were never meant to control. Other people, circumstances, and those we have to give to the Lord in prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, and just allow God to do what God's already doing without us getting too much in the way of that, which just again causes us to struggle. We have a role.
0: God's got a role. How do we give God the rest? Specifically those that are struggling with anxiety or maybe yeah. some mental health issues, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever sure. it might be, mentally, how do they give their concerns to God in prayer? Mm. Like you had instructed us. I mean really yeah. someone that's struggling with, mm-hmm. with with fearing that they may be diagnosed with
1: COVID. Yeah. Well, it's certainly a process. It's a little bit different, of course, for everybody. You know, it's easy to say, just give it to God, Mm -hmm. right? It's so easy to say that. And yet it's very true in that same way. You know, the Lord gives us the power of choice. Mm Here's our free will concept, you know, and... To be able to make choices gives us a great deal of power and influence over our own lives and even to a certain degree to other people's lives as well. So a lot of times, you know, if I'm talking to somebody in a counseling setting and there's a lot of struggle with that idea of either trying to control things outside of my control or just not knowing how to give it to God in that way, is you know, we'll take a look at, you know, what are they doing In terms of their confidence in God's promises, Mm. you know, we'll take a look at, okay, so, you know, are you spending time with the Lord? You know, are you spending time just, you know, reading the Word and trying to understand some very important truths about what God says in His Word? And, And in that way, that gives us courage and confidence as we read those promises You know, we read stories of people throughout scripture, you know, that had struggles and got through them with God's help, you know, that had incredible mountains in front of them that they were able to overcome with God's grace. You know, and so we'll take a look at some of those things and say, all right, so how do you specifically give this to God? And we'll walk through some of the steps that they can do. Sometimes they're very general steps. Mm -hmm. Other times they're very specific to the person. You know, a general step, of course, could be just taking some time to journal out some of those uncertainties that seem to be just going round and round in the mind. You know, other times it's, you know, Have you spoken with somebody, again, in in your church or local church or even just someone like myself, you know, for enough time to help you to feel better about some of these things, you know, again, that are in a face-to-face kind of way? Because sometimes, again, in a a place of struggle in our lives, we just feel so alone. We feel so isolated. And we just, you know, we understand the idea of giving it away, but we just don't know how to do that. So sometimes we have to kind of walk through that idea of, you know, how do we give it to God? The letting it go, not focusing on it, and then choosing to focus on something else that's more yeah. positive, productive. Yeah. And again, that takes practice, but mm-hmm. it's very doable with support.
0: Yeah. I got to tell you this story. Earlier this summer, uh, I had a bunch of clover in my yard, and I was like, I am going to take care <laughs> of this clover. And so and I... I've been there myself. <laughs> You've done that, huh? uh, yeah. And I went and got some weed killer. And I, um, I actually had some weed killer in the garage and I sprayed a few things and I felt like I was pretty happy with the process mm-hmm. and I was like, but I ran out of weed killer. So I went and got some more and then I went ape and it just went all over my yard and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed. And a couple of weeks later, everything is gray. Everything's brown. Mm-hmm. I, mean, not, I mean, I've seen pictures where like the whole yard is like, <laughs> totally like burned. Um, did anything survive? Yes, a little. <laughs> a few things did, and uh, the
1: great cleansing.
0: Yeah, the great cleansing of my yard. And what what I did was just because of busyness mm. of obviously kind of getting reacclimated at Echo, and a few things that were going on with family, and I didn't really deal with those barren plots of land now. Right, <laughs> I mean, right, Which, by the way, Christy is so embarrassed by. It. She's <laughs> embarrassed that I'm even bringing it up, but. What I did recently is start throwing seed down because mm-hmm. it was so wet and you know sure. it, it was really dry and all yeah. this. And um, as I was doing that and kind of reworking the ground and, and just praying and thinking about and throwing seed on the ground, I was thinking, you know, it, when we displace a negative thought, mm-hmm. that that's not enough.
1: Yeah,
0: but displacing or taking away a negative Mm -hmm. thought always needs to be replaced with a positive. So so this is what I came up with. If you pull a weed Mm -hmm. you better plant a seed. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us were were um, if you're anything like me, yeah. Um, a lot of times I'm like, don't think about that, don't think about that, don't think about that. But when <laughs> I don't think about it, I'm always thinking about it. Right, that. right. It takes a lot of energy
1: to not think about exactly, it. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. So I think um, I think if I'm hearing you correctly, in, in my own way of long story format, is um, I think a lot of people could simply work on their mental state mm. by choosing the pole that we, yeah. And then planting a seed, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, leaning into God's promises. Yeah. Uh, I love this idea that you said you look back and maybe mirror other people in mm-hmm. Scripture. Yeah. And say, hey, these people have struck. Yeah. Uh, but they made it. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest lies of, of the church
1: world mm-hmm. or following Jesus mm-hmm. is that if I give my life to God... Right everything's going to be peaches. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No struggle, no issues, no challenges. So have, smooth sailing. So have you seen people walk in oh, like no. that? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, what I, kind of I, advice do you give them? It's so important to kind of understand where we're coming from if we have that attitude or that really just misconception of what it is to be a Christian. Hmm. You know, to, to know that while, again, the Lord promises that his people, his you know His faithful will, will be rewarded in time, Nowhere does it say it's going to be easy. You know, it's it's just one of those things that we can get off on a, a tangent you know, type of thought if we just assume that when, as soon as we say yes to God, then life is just going to be full of nonstop blessing, you know. But then we forget that in order to grow, we need struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: order to, again, spiritually develop, we have to have challenges you know because the lord cares more about our spiritual maturity than he does our biological Mm -hmm. age again the goal is always to become like jesus Mm -hmm. every moment every day in every way spiritually mentally emotionally physically so if i'm talking with somebody who is really having a hard time with the fact that again life isn't peaches you know Mm -hmm. That it's not just sunshine and, and unicorns, like my daughter likes to think sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that it, it's okay to say, you know what, it's not right that it's not going perfectly. Because no one's life goes perfectly. You know, we're all imperfectly perfect. We've heard that phrase, mm-hmm. of course, said before. And, you know, it's just a true thing that we have to expect those challenges. You know, in life you'll have tribulation, as the Lord says, right? Yeah. But take heart. Here's our hope and our faith that, you know, that God, that Jesus has overcome the world. Yeah. So we know that whatever challenges we face with God's help we can persevere, we can continue forward and we can grow even in the midst of challenge. Yeah. And you know now during this COVID-19 time this is This is a perfect, if there ever was one, a perfect example of when challenge is in everybody's face. I mean, it it affects every single one of us, whether it's directly that we have a family member in the hospital or whether it's just on the news or whether it's at work or just on the street. We are all in some way, shape or form being bombarded with a challenge that was not there six to eight to 12 months ago. And so now again, that question is, how do we deal with that in love and grace, you know? Keeping in mind that this is all part of God's plan, as crazy as that sounds at times. And, and we can have a hard time with that because, you know, we can get too focused on very negative things that are, of course, alive here in the world. That, you know, you mean death is part of God's plan? That's hard to say. No one wants to say that, yes, your grandmother dying was part of God's plan. Such a hard thing to have to help with. And yet at the same time, we, we do know that death is a part of life. Mm -hmm. And, and that's difficult, you know, Mm -hmm. and so trying to work through Those dynamics of where does God play in the hardest of things, Mm -hmm. you know, is is a struggle at times. But God is always there, Mm -hmm. either in the seen or the unseen. Mostly in the unseen, we don't always see. And that's okay. And coming to an understanding of that helps us be able to, again, take a deep breath and to know that, you know what? Just because I only see this much doesn't mean that God isn't at work more than I can even Understand and An analogy a lot of times I'll use with people is, you know, here in Minnesota, we all are too familiar with cloudy days. Mm. And yet, if you've ever gotten in an airplane during a cloudy day, you know that as you get above the clouds, yeah. the sun is still there. Mm. You know, that reminder is such a powerful one because God is always there, always at work. His love is always present. You know, and the tools that he offers to us are always available mm-hmm. when we ask for it, if it's according to his plan. Mm-hmm. And and that encouragement can be very powerful when we're struggling, mm-hmm. to know that, again, it's all about continuing to have faith, to mm-hmm. keep again, doing our best and giving God the rest, and learning how to do that better each and every day. As we do that, we learn that in time, things do get easier because we do what we can, mm-hmm. not everything, mm-hmm. and we allow God to work in and through us in the ways that, that the Lord needs to. And yeah. and that helps. Doesn't mean it, it gets easy, doesn't mean it, it takes away all the challenges, but we yeah. also find that after we've taken a few steps forward, all of a sudden when we look back, we're better now than where we were. Yeah. And that's of course one of the goals, of course, is to be better today than yesterday, that's to be better right. tomorrow. And today, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, again, how the, again, the master potter shapes us as the clay, yep. to be more like Christ. As a counselor, uh,
0: you sit down with people. And uh, I'd assume that when you meet somebody in the first few sessions, you're trying to assess where they're at. Yeah. And where maybe they need to go. How do you do that? You know, and we're in the series of redefining hope. Yeah and i'm hoping if i can use mm-hmm. overuse that word <laughs> uh, my goal is that people would begin to look within and maybe find themselves on a certain spectrum yeah. of whether they're really experiencing more like death death-like symptoms mm-hmm. for sure or as we've talked about uh, previously or more of that life to the full very much like where are you at and so mm-hmm. as a counselor you're trying to make an assessment for people. What are some questions that you ask or what are some things that people should consider uh, yeah. when it comes to maybe
1: where they are in the spectrum of Absolutely. okay or not okay? Yeah. Well, I have been very blessed over my last 20 years of being able to work with people in different capacities to learn that, you know, counseling for some people is a very intimidating thing mm-hmm. for others. It's not a big deal at all. And so, you know, I, I have a lot of previous experience working in clinical settings where it was a person coming to, again, a quote-unquote expert to be told what to do to fix their life, Mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't always work, and it doesn't always work well, Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that that I've been very blessed to have been able to be a part of in building this counseling ministry uh, through Cornerstone Church, and just, you know, just to glorify God in, in every aspect, is to be able to try to meet people where they're at when they come to talk with me. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's over the phone or over Zoom, even these days, mm-hmm. or some other video format. But it's to try to take a little bit of time and to just allow them to get to know me. Yep. Allow me to get to know them a little bit so that we're reminded that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. You know, it's not about having a white robe or a fancy title or something yep. like that. You know, we all have gifts and talents. We're yep. all important parts of, the, of God's body and mm-hmm. creating His his king to be the best they can be. So a lot of times in that first session, we'll just talk about this. We'll talk about interests. We'll talk about different struggles. And I always like to, again, have a question out there for them. And that is, you know, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. You know, what would be the most helpful from our conversation today? And a lot of times people don't know. Yeah. And, think, and, and that's all right.
0: I think if you're asking me that right now, and we talked a little bit over lunch yeah. about that, I, I'm not sure if I can answer that.
1: Sure. Well, and that's one of the things too, that, you know, is... A difficult part of, of each and every one of, of our lives because of the busyness that we find ourselves in today you know life is so hectic you know and the more we take on of course the more that we have to juggle and so we don't always have the time or we don't always take the time you know to reflect to really discern on where are we really at right now we live in the world of the passing each other along the way The hey how are you doing I'm good how are you doing good when most of the time we're really not good, yeah. but for whatever reason that we just don't have the time, we don't want to share with that person, we don't ever stop to be like, you know what? I'm really not great right now. Mm-hmm. I'm having a rough day. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, but we should do that at least every once in a while because God already knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord knows our heart. He knows our mind, knows what's going on with us. And if we don't ever take any time to really sit down and be like, okay, so how am I really doing? What do I need right now in my spirit? What do I need right now in my in my mentals planning planning? What do I need right now in my emotional connections? What do I need right now even in in my body, in the temple of the holy spirit? Then I don't really know if I'm moving forward in positive ways. Uh, the people should ask themselves, "What do
0: I need?" Yeah. In in some of those areas would be physical. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Mental. Yeah. And spiritual. Yeah.
1: encourage people you know to, to start with the spiritual first mm. even though it's the one sometimes that a lot of people feel the least connected in and the reason for that is that everything flows from the spirit mm. every breath that we take of course comes from God and if we don't know how we are in that area then other things are not going to go as well as they could mm-hmm. you Now, a lot of times of course you know we feel it in our bodies You know, if we're not getting enough rest or our nutrition is off, or maybe we're not spending any time, you know, exercising or taking care of the condition of our body. Yeah, we feel it. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot harder to work backwards sometimes, because then all we do is we look at it just from a physical Mm -hmm. lens. Where, again, God calls us again to see the heart, to know the heart, to feel in our spirit what's going on. Because the body is merely a tool to Mm -hmm. be living in this world where the spirit is eternal. Mm -hmm. And that part, again, is such an important piece. And a lot of times, even in that very first conversation, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about that. And it's true, a lot of times people are like, yeah, I just don't really ever talk about that. I don't really ever think about that. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things though, that the Lord does encourage us to pay attention to. What is the condition of our spirit? Mm-hmm. The condition of our mind, you know, our hearts, our emotions, our bodies. Because again, the Lord needs a sharp scalpel. He, again, He's the master surgeon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need all dull butter knives. You know, use the example of like a leather strap, right? A sharp scalpel, one cut, you know, and you have the perfect length. A dull butter knife, 50 cuts. Well, which is gonna be more effective in doing God's work, the scalpel? And so that's part of our daily sharpening. The daily challenges, the daily training that we all have is how are we allowing God to sharpen us? You know, through the prayer, through his word, through again, conversations with other people through the challenges we get in life. How are we being sharpened every day? Mm-hmm. And are we open to that? Yeah. And in those, again, conversations that we may have every first time, a lot of times I'll give the homework assignment of that very question of what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and kind of just walk it through, you know? And if you don't know, that's okay. It's okay not to know. But what's not okay is to just leave it alone. Because again, God doesn't want us to stay the same we were yesterday. Yeah. And yet at the same time, you know, each of us has unique gifts and talents that are needed each and every day yeah. to help build his kingdom. And I love I love the example that you know in heaven there's no unemployment. Everybody's at work doing what we were created to do. You know, and I like to think on earth as we figure that out more about the why am I here type of question, you know, that when we find that work that God is calling us to do using the gifts and talents that we've been given, then we really find our purpose. And that purpose really, again, is doing what is needed the most. Mm -hmm. So those are types of things that we build on in those first conversations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if I do end up meeting with somebody for a second time or with a couple or a family, you know, then we'll look at that homework, like how did it go for you? Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm meeting with a couple, you know, that first homework assignment is just meant for them to look at it for themselves. Because the second part of that, within like a marriage, or even within a dating relationship that's more serious, because it's a lot harder to look at the second part, which is, you know, what do I need from you? Mm. You know, if a husband is asking that of his wife, or a wife asking that of, of her husband, you know, what do I need from you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically? We can't answer that question unless we know where we are. Mm. It's so hard. We, we make this mistake all the time, you know, that we try to, again, figure out where someone else is coming from, but we don't know where we're coming from. Yeah. So we just miss each other in communication in every area so often. And that's one of the very first things I talk with couples about, especially, but really it has to do with anybody who has a relationship of any kind, which is all of us, you know, how are you relating to someone else? Because if you don't know where you're at, it's very difficult to know where they're coming from. So you're kind of, you're really,
0: if I'm hearing you correctly, is you're, you're in essence saying it's very important for us as individuals To be self-aware. Yeah. To know where self is. Yeah. And if I don't figure out who Andy is, yeah, it's going to be very hard for me to begin to relate to Todd. Yeah. It just makes
1: it more challenging. Because then we're we're trying to understand things, but we don't know where we're coming from. So in
0: redefining hope, we're going to be looking at um, Luke chapter 7. Yeah. Uh, And it's got four distinct stories Mm. of people that have experienced death Mm -hmm. or are on the verge of experiencing death or dead to kind of society. For sure. Any thoughts on the spectrum of that death to life Mm. and any any encouragement you can give us as we try to be better uh, or to move further down the positive road of that spectrum?
1: it's just so important to realize that again, we all can improve Mm. every single one of us in every area. And that's not to fault us by any means to say we're a terrible person because we're not so far along in our maturity in whatever area in our lives. No, it's just to remind us that again, there's always room to improve and that's exciting. You know, we like to think that, gosh, if I can just get here to a certain spot, I'll be okay. But The Lord reminds us throughout Scripture, but even in Luke 7, very powerful ways, that if we don't keep moving forward, we end up moving backwards. And sometimes, you know, in one or more of these, even four areas of our life, of the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, if we're not working at it, it's slipping away from us. Because the idea of a spiritual death or a mental death or dying, you know, emotional or physical, doesn't usually happen in a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's just something in our own lives that we're not paying attention to, it happens slowly. If we don't give attention to it, a lot of times in in relationship or marriage counseling, I'll use the you know the the image of a campfire, you know, a bonfire, and say you know a fire needs both oxygen and fuel. You know, in a marriage, again, the oxygen is the time. You mm-hmm. have to give time to a marriage. Without that time, it will burn down. It's not as hot. You know, and we all want to have good marriages. God doesn't call people in marriage to have okay, mediocre Mm -hmm. marriages, to have amazing marriages. And if we don't put enough effort in, because time doesn't always equal effort. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the intentionality. Are we loving the other person the way they need to be loved? That's like the fuel. The more fuel we put in that fire, the bigger it's going to get. The brighter, the hotter. Again, the more... Visible. I'm into gas yeah. for fuel. There you go. So if we can only just do that, right, but there's an issue with the gas idea. What's the
0: issue? Uh, man, I, you know, one time I threw, um, we had a burn barrel sure. growing up. Oh, yeah. My dad would burn his garbage. Shh, <laughs> I shouldn't be telling you that. But uh, bottom line is um, we'd always start up with a little bit yeah. of gas. And, mm-hmm. and I threw that, that, sure. uh, that, what is it called, a match in there. Yeah, yeah. Man, I lost all my eyebrows. Oof.
1: I used to have hair, too. Right? So,
0: so I, <laughs> the fuel there, the gas, the, you know, kick it, you know, really, let's kickstart it and then really kind of kick yeah. me
1: back. I tell you what, you know, that's the first impulse we all have. We're like, okay, so how do I just get this thing going? How can I just quick fix it? You know, and, and God is, of course, very quick to step in and say, whoa, you're going to lose your eyebrows. You're going to lose your hair. You you might actually get hurt or hurt someone else yeah. because in things that have quality, there's rarely a quick fix. Wow. You know, and th- and that's a challenge for all of us because that's the human nature. That's our instinct. We just want, especially us men, we just want to be quick and fix it. I want to be over and done. Let's move on. You know. Yeah. But that's usually not how God works. You know. Of course, the Lord miraculously can intervene and do all kinds of wonderful things. You yeah. know. But for us, the investment is what's so key. And for the ladies out there, you know, the classic example of the dozen roses. You know, a lot of times in premarital counseling, I'll talk with the gentleman about, hey, you know what, would you rather just buy a dozen roses for your lady? Or would you rather just give her, you know, a rose for 12 different days? The guy's almost always like, there's a dozen roses. Just bam, right there. It's beautiful. It's awesome. You ask the women, though. Mm. Nine plus times out of 10, a single rose. 12 different times, 12 different days.
0: Christy wants like 13
1: or maybe 40. You know what? Hey, I tell you what, it's all about whatever they want in that category, right? Yeah, so, But that piece is it's such an important thing for us to remember because, you know, the idea of nurturing that fire, yeah. again, loving the other person, again, in marriage as they need to be loved so that they love us in that same way. It's a beautiful exchange that's there. You know, and going back to what we were talking about before with Luke 7 and so many examples of how do we go from what may be a death concept or dying or just shriveling up into a nothingness versus living and engaging and just flourishing in full life like God encourages each and every one of us and challenges us to be, it requires time. Yeah. And it requires intentionality. And the third part, which is sometimes the hardest, it requires self-sacrifice. Mm. We have to say no sometimes to just our wants and focus on what's needed. Yeah. And just in that question we talked about before, about what do I need right now? The second part of that, of course, is to look at, well, what do we want right now? And a need always trumps a want. But a want is important to consider. You know? And we have to kind of find balance there so that both needs and wants can be addressed needs first. Especially, again, within ourselves, as well as within, again, a marriage partner, within a family. But ones are important, too. And that balance is, of course, critical.
0: Thanks for counseling us
1: today. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> we all need some counseling time to time, including myself.
0: Uh, so uh, I think the thing that I want to take away today is realizing that life and love is a long game. There really is no quick answer. Uh, if, if you want healthy growth, it's slow growth and to be honest it's a daily grind and i just love that you reminded us that you know to look maybe in those four areas and begin to assess and ask what do i need yeah and i think it would it would we would miss the moment if we didn't just pause and say lord will you reveal to us our need today my need today And so what I'm going to ask, if you're listening to this on a podcast or if you're watching this on the screen, would you just close your eyes? Would you you pull over to the side of the road? Would you pause this episode maybe until you get home? And would you create a time, find a space where there is no distraction? Close your eyes and just simply allow God to speak to you. Shut off all the distractions and say, Lord, will you reveal to me? where I'm at. What are those things that I need? I know what I want, but what do you want me to have? And spiritually, I'm just gonna ask Todd here just in a moment, just to pray for us and our spiritual need that God would reveal and that God would renew and He would restore in the midst of chaos. Really wherever we are on the spectrum to death to a full life. I know we all could get better. I know we could all take oh, a yes. step to the right, right? Very true. And so, thanks once again for yeah. meeting with us. We just thanks close so us for in prayer us. and and, mm-hmm. and maybe welcome people into our absolutely. welcome, uh, Holy Spirit into yeah. into their space wherever it is. Mm. For sure,
1: for sure. Well, thank you so much again, guys, for having me here today, and for Pastor Andy for yeah. all the work that you do. And would absolutely just love to close with some prayer. Awesome, Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for today, for another opportunity, Lord, to draw close to you and to just continue to seek you in the work that you're doing in our lives and through us as well. Father, we just ask for guidance, Holy Spirit, for your wisdom to continue to be center in our decision-making, Lord. May it be at work in our spirits, in our minds, in our hearts, as well as in our bodies, too, Lord, just trying to do what we can to glorify you for the good of all who are around us. Father, we just ask to be reminded each and every day, with every breath that we take, that we are redeemed, we are loved, Lord, and that you call us to life, full life, in you and through you, and that you will not settle for anything less than that. So no matter where we are today, no matter where our struggles are, no matter how good or how poor we are feeling, we know that we are loved and that you have a great plan for us. Father, I'm so thankful to be able to be here with Pastor Andy and just to, to celebrate here with you, Echo Church, and just all that God is doing in and through this great ministry. And Father, I just pray that, to, again, you continue to bless and your church, Lord, in every way, in every place, all over this world. Continue to give us hope and give us inspiration, Lord, as we move from areas in life that, again, struggle or that even approach death, that, again, there is always hope. There is always new opportunity in you that you bring us to new life. And every moment is a chance to do that. And so we're thankful today for that. Continue to bless us, to guide us, to protect us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. If you have any questions or prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at hey at we are the echo dot church.